Oh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, isn't it, church? We've come to sing and celebrate a risen Savior. Praise the name of Jesus this morning. Let's worship together as we sing. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Salvation, heroes and conquer the grave. 
been mighty to save in your life? Amen. Let's worship Him. We have gathered today to worship Him. We have gathered today to remember, to remember what He did to save us, to reflect on that and let it have the impact that it should have on our lives. You go ahead and be seated. 
As we move forward into this worship time, I want to draw our attention to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. It says, Then Jesus brought them to an olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go ahead and pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he began to be filled with anguish and deep distress. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me. He went on a little farther and he fell face down on the ground praying, My father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, yet I want your will and not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and he found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you stay awake and watch with me even one hour? Keep alert and pray. Otherwise, temptation will overpower you. For though the spirit is willing enough, the body is weak. You know, as I read this passage, I'm struck by the, the intensity with which Jesus prays. The intense desire that he has to obey. And let's remember what he's praying about. Let's remember what he's seeking to be obedient to. Folks, it's going to the cross for you and me. It's going to the place of the dead for you and me to, to take on the payment that we could not and survive. And of course, as we see that intensity in Jesus, it's kind of juxtaposed with Peter and the disciples. And really, are, are they any different from you and me? It's kind of set up against their lack of intensity. You know, one could certainly say, well, they, they didn't know. They didn't know what was about to happen. They didn't know how big this moment actually was. But isn't that life? I mean, I would imagine many in here, maybe all of us, at least once in of our life, we've experienced waking up to what was going to be just an absolutely normal day, maybe a boring day. But later that morning, that afternoon, the call, the text, the report, the event. And, and it totally shaped the direction, not only of that day, sometimes the rest of the year was affected by that moment. I would imagine some of us in here, we can go back to a place in our lives where, where something we didn't even know was coming landed and it changed, it changed our lives from that moment right there. I mean, sometimes it's for obvious reasons, but we really can be kind of oblivious to kind of what's going on around us, to, to what's right in front of us. Let's do this. Let's take a moment and just pray and ask God to, to help us to open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to, to understand where we are, to understand what's going on around, around us, to understand how He's working so that we can be a part of who He is and what He's doing in our lives, right? Let's enter a time of prayer. You just pray quietly to yourself and I'll close us in just a moment. Oh, Heavenly Father, we need you. We need you to help us to see, to hear. We need you to help us to understand. God, I believe, I pray for, I hope everybody in here, we really want to know you. We want to know your will. We want to know how you want us to walk into that. But we, we need you. We need your help to open our eyes. We need your help to see and to understand. We need your help to know your will and to walk in it. Oh, Father, you've just shown us your own Son, the very Son of God, expressing His utter dependence upon you. How much more would that be true of us? Lord, help me. I need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Lord, that came through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Thank you for the power and the hope that we have in his resurrection. And God, we come to this moment of giving, and Lord, we need you. We need faith. We need belief. We need trust that your word is true, as you've told us to give these tithes and offerings, Lord. I pray people would step out in faith this morning and give. God, I pray you take that offering and bless it and use it, that the gospel might be preached around the world, Lord, that the name of Jesus may be famous in this community, God, through your church. May we be salt and light. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. You may be seated.
very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he was literally approaching a crowd of people at the Jordan and John the Baptist sees him coming and he looks at Jesus and says to the crowd, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then we kind of move full circle through his life and and ministry. We come to the end of his public ministry, really to the moment you just watched, to the moment that we're celebrating today. And as you just heard, but let me read again, Jesus says this in Matthew 26, verse 26. As they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread and asked God's blessing on it. Then he broke it in pieces and he gave it to the disciples saying, take it and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it. For this is my blood which seals the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out to forgive the sins of many. You know, as we watch that video, as we hear these passages, I I believe we can kind of sense a heaviness in the moment, can't you? I mean, you just kind of know, regardless of what all you understand, this is a big moment. This is a, this is a serious moment. And yet, with all that being true, I kind of wonder, what, what did they fully grasp? You know, when, when John the Baptist sees Jesus coming and says, the Lamb of God, what, what did he understand that he was saying? You know, you and I, we, we hear Jesus referred to as the Lamb of God, and, and we might think, well, that's kind of a cool title. Or, or we might think, well, that's kind of a strange title because we don't actually refer to people as lamb and sheep, do we? But to the Jewish mind, to those that, that heard John the Baptist say that, boy, some really vivid images would have come to mind when he said, Lamb of God. Maybe what they would have thought of that, that annual sacrifice on the Day of Atonement, that sacrificial lamb, and, and, and people would place their hands on the, the head of the lamb, and it was a, a transference of their sins onto the lamb, and then that lamb would be sacrificed. A picture, reminder, hey, sin costs, sin kills, and there would be that sacrifice, or maybe they would think of kind of what we're here doing today, the Passover supper. And they would take that Passover lamb and really much in the same way it was a sacrifice for their sins, but they would, they would take the blood of that lamb and they would, they would literally smear it up the side of the doorpost and across the top of the frame and, and down the other side of their home. And, and then they would enter the home on that night and as they, as they walked under that door, it, it was symbolic of, of coming under the blood of the Lamb. And when the righteous wrath of God came and fell on sin, for those under the blood, the, the wrath would pass over. Did John understand when he called Jesus that, that he would literally be coming under the, the actual blood of Jesus? That, that Jesus would be sacrificed like that? Or, or, or the disciples, I mean, clearly he's just said, hey, they, I, I, this is the last meal we have together. Can you imagine sitting at a supper with, with friends, with family, and somebody says, I, I, I'm dying right after this meal. I mean, yeah, they get the bigness, they, they get the heaviness, but do they really grasp? You, you know, when, when you came to the Passover table, everything on the table had meaning. Every piece of food, every particular cup throughout the evening that would be drank, it all had meaning. And, and there would be somebody, Jesus in this case, often a father of a home, but there'd be somebody who would kind of guide through the evening and guide through that meal. And there actually was not a lot of just random visiting and talk, but, but rather all through the supper, everything's being explained. So there'd be certain prayers said, certain hymns sung, this piece of food was, was defined and, and, it's, and its meaning explained, this cup, there was several cups and each one had meaning. Now my point in saying that is, is what is being said, sung, prayed has been said, sung, and prayed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years done exactly the same way. So when Jesus starts to give new meaning to a particular piece of bread, when he gives new meaning to a cup, it would have gotten their attention. He, he, they all knew, wait, wait, where, where's he going with this? What's, what's he saying? 
hey, this now represents a new covenant, a new relationship where all your sins are going to be forgiven. The past sins, the present sins, even the, the future sins, they're, they're all forgiven. And so that's when I say, did they actually grasp what was happening in that moment? You know, it's kind of hard to imagine on that side of the cross that they could put all that together. But boy, at the cross, at the cross, the, the Lamb, God's Lamb. Wow, Jesus wasn't being metaphorical. He wasn't being symbolic. His body on the cross actually broken. His blood actually being spilled. The blood, the blood that you and I can now go and hide under. We can go and hide under the cross, hide under that blood. And when God's righteous wrath, God's just wrath falls, not, not folks just on sin in general, but when it falls on your sin and on my sin, we have a place of safety. We, we have a place to hide at the cross under the blood of Jesus Christ. We hide there. Man, how do you respond to that incredible act of love, that incredible devotion that God and His Son had for you, for you and for me? I mean, I, I ask that question. Obviously, we, we respond with praise. We respond with worship. We respond with adoration. But you know, Paul adds another word that we should respond to this moment with. He adds the word examination in first corinthians chapter 11 paul is writing and he's writing to to people who are doing what you and i are doing and he says you know as you approach this moment you need to to stop and examine and it's a real simple idea folks i can't come here and praise god and thank god for the forgiveness of my sins while i still cling to my sins I can't come here and express my devotion to Christ while I'm still devoted to my sin. And so Paul says this, If anyone eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily, that person is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Have you ever thought about that, folks? There, there's a way that you and I can walk through this moment that when the moment is over, it, it grieves God what just happened. He, he watches what just happened and, and, and you and I can do something. And more than likely, it's not in a physical thing, an outward thing that we do. Probably more than likely, it's something going on in our heart and mind that, that God the Father, God the Son would say, you know, that's really, you handled that in a way that, that just is so far below what I did for you. And I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And so Paul tells us what to do. He says that is why you should examine yourselves before eating the bread and drinking the cup. You know, if you look on the back of your uh, bulletin as you came in today, you, you'll, you'll see there uh, on the back of it, guided prayer. And, and you see there, I've got five verses that I, I wrote out. And with each of those verses, there's a... A series of questions. To be honest with you, the five verses that you're looking at are kind of random. It, it could be any five verses. I, I literally just, I, I'll put that one. I'll, I'll put that one. I just kind of put down five verses. But what we're trying to show here is maybe what examination looks like. Because if you're like me, you tend to approach this moment and treat examination a little bit shallow. And I'm not trying to say anything negative about you or, or, or negative about myself. I'm just saying we, we don't go very deep in this. If, if you're like me, I, I, you know, hundreds of times I've come to this place. Uh, many times a, a pastor has guided me to 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, And so I kind of enter this moment and really honestly what I do is I, I kind of stop and think about what I did wrong yesterday. 
Maybe, maybe some things I didn't do quite right this past week. And I, I just kind of tell the Lord, I'm sorry I did that yesterday, this week. Maybe I stretch out a little bit further and maybe think about some issues that have been going on a while or have become a, a little bit habitual. But, but that's about it. But I think examination is so much more than what did I do wrong yesterday? Shouldn't we really be examining, hey, is my life really conforming to God's will and word? Is God's will, is God's word really shaping and molding and directing where I go, how I live, how I respond? Boy, when I start thinking like that, and I, you know, my gosh, just one simple command and everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you. And everything give thanks. I wonder how many times we've come to this place and thought about our gratitude. Confess, boy, Lord, I, I really have not shown much gratitude. I haven't been regularly giving thanks. A am I giving thanks for every good thing God does? Am I giving thanks only for good things? Because you know, even in the midst of bad things, God is good. God's in control. He's made a promise that nothing's going to touch my life that He can't use. See, boy, that's, that's going a whole lot deeper. You know, the truth of the matter is, it's, it's hard, really, in any kind of church service that we're going to do this kind of examination. I, I, my goal, I, I hope your goal, is that what happens in the next few moments is we show the Lord, hey, I'm serious about this. And what happens here in three, four, five minutes, Lord, may I carry that on the rest of this day, maybe in my prayer times in this week ahead, that I'm really going to kind of give some devoted effort, the same kind of intensity that your son had, to really look at how I am conforming to your will and, and to your word. Folks, we're going to enter a time now, and it's for you. It's for you to spend time with the Lord, talk with Him, pray to Him. You can read your Bible if you want. You can pray with somebody else if you want. Just to prepare your heart and think, what do I need to do right now, Lord, so that, so that when I come to this table, I approach it and I go through this in a way that expresses just how much you're worth to me. Right? I would imagine we'll be, we'll be ready to do this at different times. Some of us might be ready in, in a minute. Somebody else may want to take three, four, five minutes. But, but you have time. We're going to play a couple of songs here. And you just spend time talking to the Lord, visiting with the Lord, doing that examination. And, and when you feel ready then just you on your own get up and come forward down here to this table there's a couple right out here in the midst and over here you can come as an individual as a couple you can come as a family and 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 get the elements and you can take them here and leave them here you can go back to your seat and maybe have a time to, of prayer together and take it there there's a a basket when everybody's done there's a basket at the end of each row and just pick that basket up and pass it down and you can put them in there but as you feel led, you just move forward. When you're ready to, to remember what God did for you in a way that worships Him. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you guide each of us now individually? We're in here as a family. We're in here as a body of Christ. But Lord, would you now guide each one of us individually what we need to do in this moment so that when we eat of the bread and we drink of the cup, we're rightly remembering, rightly celebrating. And Lord, I thank you that in this moment, as you lead, as you guide, as maybe you point some things out, God, thank you that you do that with gentleness, with patience. You do that filled with mercy. Thank you, God, that I don't come to this moment pleading for your forgiveness. I already have it through the blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
bow our hearts, we bend our knees. O Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our eyes from evil things. O Lord, we cast down our idols. So give us clean hands and give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Oh God, let us be a generation that seeks, who seeks your face.
come broken to be mended. I come wounded to be healed. I come desperate to be rescued. I come empty to be filled. I come guilty to be pardoned by the blood of Christ the Lamb. And I'm welcome with open arms. Praise God just as I am. Just as I am, I would be lost, but mercy and grace, my freedom bought, and now to
isn't there? So many reasons to obey Him. Let's applaud the Lord. Let's worship Him. If you haven't done so yet, if, if those of you on this end of a row would pick up that basket and pass it on down and deposit the cups. And as you're doing that, folks, listen to Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul. With, all, with my whole heart, I will bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to get angry and full of unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He has not punished us for all our sins, nor does He deal with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed all our rebellious acts as far away as the east is from the west. Folks, do you know how he does that? Do you know how he takes the sins in your life and removes them an eternity from you? Removes them as far as the east is from the west. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is by His blood. And we have gathered today to remember that blood, to reflect on that blood, and to let that moment, right, shape us, direct us, and move us as we move forward into the, the good, the bad, and the ugly that is going on in our lives right now. We go impacted by that blood we're going to have one more worship song that's going to kind of help us dial in on that blood and worship our Lord for that. But when that song's over, I want us just to kind of bring it right back down. It won't be a closing announcement. There won't be a closing prayer. But we maybe just kind of exit the room. Maybe the same way the disciples left the upper room that night. There's just a quietness, a reverence, a solemnness to the moment that we've just walked through. On your way out, you'll see ushers at the doors with, with uh, trays and 
Whenever we take the Lord's Supper on the way out, we take up an offering for benevolence, helping those in need. It doesn't go to our budget. It doesn't go to anything else like that. It just goes to those that we're trying to help get through some difficult and hard times. And so they're there. And maybe as we think about what has been given to us, it's a final way of worship. We try to help somebody else. If you're a guest with us today, we're so glad that you've been here and been a part of our worship today. We have a gift for you as you leave this morning. There's a desk right out in the center of our concourse. It's directly ahead of me. And just walk up to that desk, tell those folks there, this is your first time here, and they'll share that gift with you. Maybe as we've gone through this time this morning and you've been examining where your life is and how it's conforming to God's will, to God's word. Maybe you feel led to begin that relationship. Jesus talked about a new covenant, a new relationship where sins are forgiven. If you've got questions about how to begin a relationship with Christ or following the Lord in believers' baptism or questions about becoming a part of the heights here, you can go to that same desk right in the center, straight away from me. Just walk up and ask those questions. They'd love to be able to visit with you just for a moment this morning and answer those questions for you. All of this is available to us. All of this is an opportunity because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's worship Him as we prepare to move back into our world today.
Thank you.